Hello and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today on 04 Bonner Euro 1 2024, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In article number one, titled A Pattern Language, Kevin Muldoon explores the intersection of architecture, computer science, agile methodologies, and design systems. He highlights the work of Alexander, an American architect whose 1977 publication introduced the concept of a pattern language in design. These patterns are common solutions that, while varying in detail, share a similar shape and form, creating a language that can be used to recombine and reuse solutions in various contexts. Muldoon delves into Alexander's idea of a quality without a name, Q1, which is an objective measure of good design, characterized by qualities such as being alive, whole, eternal, or truthful. Bad design, conversely, lacks these qualities. The presence or absence of Q1 in an environment can evoke pleasurable or displeasing memories. Alexander's 253 patterns for towns, buildings, and construction are designed to solve specific problems and can be linked to create new solutions. For example, the road crossing pattern addresses the issue of pedestrian safety near roads. Muldoon, a designer and writer, advocates for simplifying complexities through design systems underscoring the importance of pattern languages in creating good design. In article number two, The Snake That Eats Its Tail, Rachel M. Murray delves into the intricate world of evil design within the attention economy. The Ouroboros, a snake consuming its own tail, serves as a metaphor for the self-perpetuating cycle of technology and information consumption that ensnares our attention. Murray explores how this cycle is sustained by an ecosystem of devices, predictive analytics, and the Internet of Things, all designed to keep us engaged and consuming. She examines the impact of this on our daily lives, questioning the ethics of addictive design and the role of designers in perpetuating or challenging these systems. Through case studies of the Apple Watch, humanizes workforce optimization software, and C-Click fixes civic technology. Murray illustrates how attention is commodified and manipulated across different spheres of our lives, she calls for a conscious and critical approach to design that respects users' attention and agency, advocating for ethical practices that prioritize human well-being over profit and engagement metrics. In article number three, titled Spotify Wrapped a UX Review, Rosie Hogmaskal from UX Collective dives into the 2023 iteration of Spotify's annual wrapped feature. The review begins by highlighting the persistence of wrapped promotions within the app, despite the company's December layoffs. Wrapped has become a significant event, with a notable increase in user engagement and social media shares, including a staggering 73.7 billion views on TikTok under the Spotify Wrapped hashtag. The article then transitions to a detailed examination of the 2023 Wrapped's UX, UI, and product marketing, focusing on how these elements contribute to Spotify's growth and revenue, identified as key performance indicators, KPIs, for the campaign. Hog Mescal humorously notes that this year's theme revolved around the concept of a music hamburger, a playful addition to their evolving annual themes. Finally, the review touches on the new navigation experience within the app, which seems to have caught the author's eye, 
suggesting a departure from Spotify's typical dark-themed interface. The article invites readers to consider other potential KPIs and to engage in the discussion through comments. In article number four, titled How Inclusive Design Shaped Me, Christina Gusheva kaipala shares her journey as a neurodivergent designer navigating the challenges of work and life. She recounts her struggles with societal expectations and academic pressures, which often clashed with her creative and nonconformist approach. Despite these challenges, Christina found solace in video games and online communities, which later influenced her appreciation for inclusive design. Her career took a significant turn when she joined Nordea and worked on the Nordea Design System Project, which coincided with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. This period led to her autism diagnosis and a deeper engagement with inclusive design principles. Christina advocates for accessibility and inclusivity in digital spaces, drawing from her personal experiences and the broader implications of design on Saoshidi. She emphasizes the importance of recognizing diversity and designing with empathy, aiming to create a more accommodating and understanding world for all. In article number five, titled, When Your Job Stops Bringing You Joy, Try These, Mary Borisova from UX Collective shares her personal journey of rediscovering joy in her work. Initially, she found herself viewing every task as a burden, but a LinkedIn post made her question this mindset. She realized that her environment, attitude towards perfectionism, and the way she engaged with her work were key factors affecting her job satisfaction. Borisova suggests enhancing one's workspace with colors and objects that inspire joy, as well as adopting an excellencism approach, striving for excellence without the pressure of perfection. She emphasizes the importance of psychological safety and the right to make mistakes, which can foster innovation and creativity. Furthermore, Borisova finds joy in the external impact of her work, like contributing to healthcare projects and internal expression through art and community. She concludes that work should not only be about outcomes but also about enjoying the process, and she continues to implement these changes to maintain joy in her professional life. In article number six, titled, It's Time to Ditch Figma and Software Requirements from UX Job Postings, Michael F. Buckley argues for a shift in hiring practices within the UX design industry. He observes that the market for design applications has grown, with tools like Affinity, Sketch, CorelDRAW, InVision, and Figma challenging Adobe's once-dominant position. Despite the benefits of having multiple software options, Buckley notes that companies often demand proficiency in specific tools like Figma, which holds a 38.60% market share in its sector. He criticizes this approach, suggesting it overlooks the core skills of a designer and limits opportunities for talented individuals who may not have experience with a particular application. Buckley advocates for recognizing designers for their design abilities rather than their expertise in certain software. In article number seven titled, The Dead People Designers Should Know, T. Robert Roth delves into the importance of understanding the historical figures who have shaped design, art, and creativity. The piece offers a series of short biographies, highlighting the impact of John Burke, Walter Gropius, Pamela Coleman-Smith, Frederick Law Olmsted, and Charles and Ray Eames. Roth argues for the necessity of a broad knowledge base in design, especially as the industry sees a consolidation of roles. He emphasizes that everything a designer creates is influenced by their cumulative experiences and the people they've learned about. In the face of job reductions within the tech sector, Roweth advocates for designers to become generalists, 
drawing inspiration from a wide array of disciplines to remain versatile and innovative in their work. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.